But all right, what's up, dude? Hey, man. Welcome back. Happy Monday. Yeah, you know what? For a Monday, it's not that bad. Usually, I mean, I was, I was like, Mondays are like, eh, you know, the week starts. But I was kind of looking forward to this Monday. No, it's a pretty nice day out. I haven't been outside yet. That's it's nice out. It, yesterday was even, was it yesterday? Yesterday or two days ago? Mad nice. It was nice. freezing the other day. Something. But yeah, it's, you know, I've, I've said this before to you, but I want to live in a place where uh, the weather is predictable. Mm-hmm. Is that so much to ask? It's going to be harder to ask as time goes on. Yeah, well, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, you know, lots of sports stuff. A lot of sports stuff. I mean, I think today is probably maybe more concise than others, but a lot to, to chit-chat about regardless, yeah. I think. F1, uh, Urban Myers in, the, in on the hot seat, Bryce Young wins the Heisman, um, Brady's 700 touchdown. Yep. Um, I think that's pretty much it, you know. And the and the ASPN continues to ignore uh, the MLB. Yeah, bad time to be a, a baseball fan, I'd say. But, but um, um, how do we start with F one? Yeah, I mean, you you were just we were just talking about potential for the coolest sport on earth. I don't know, dude. F one, I I can't. It's I, I have never been more excited about a sport than I have for F one in the, since in the in the time I can remember for at least three years. So I'm no tinfoil conspiracy theorist, but F1 gets real popular for the first time in, you know, ever. Well, it's always been very popular. But in America now, the past year, it's like really, really grown. And the finish this year just also happens to be an unreal finish. Verstappen's first victory, controversial, some would say. What do you think? I think think it was fair. No, I I mean, I'm I'm happy for all parties. At the end of the day, it was was bad luck for for Mercedes. But, you know, I was happy. I woke up at 8 a.m. I watched it live. So explain explain what happened to the viewers. I'm pre- wasn't it like some sort of it was a time penalty? Yeah. No, there was no time penalty. So basically, Verstappen and Lewis yeah. they were tied going to the final race, mm-hmm. and the Mercedes was clearly the faster car. Yeah. They he dominated the whole race essentially, um, but then at the end there was a crash mm. of a car that had no relevance. Yeah. Some guy in like 19th position crashed into the wall. They had to bring out the safety car. And what that means is that the field has to bunch. They have to come together. Yeah. And when that happens, they can either choose to let the cars that have been lapped, they can let them through, let them get unlapped, or they can just leave them between them. And at the time, Lewis was in the lead, and, there were about, and Max was in second, but there were about five lapped cars between them. So in order for Max to have a chance to get Lewis, they would have had to move those lapped cars out of the way. And originally, they weren't going to do that. Originally, they were just going to leave them there, and that's why they said on the radio. Because the great thing about F1, you hear the live radio, like, as they're going. Of the, um, the game controllers, I guess yeah, you'd of, say. Like, yeah, of the race directors yeah. talking to the teams, talking to the drivers, everything. It's mm-hmm. sick. Um, and basically, last second, they were like, okay, we're going to move the cars out of the way. And then Max had already pitted. He had fresher tires. Lewis was on old tires. And even though, even though he had the better car, he passed him on the last lap for, for the win. It was fucking electric. And, dude, the craziest part was that um, with about 12 laps. So this happened with six laps to go. But with 12 laps to go, um, Christian Horner got on the radio, and he was talking to the broadcasters. They were talking to him. And he was like, you know, the, it looks like the Mercedes definitely got the best of us today. Um, at this point, we're going to need a miracle. Really? Yeah. And Chills, then, dude. No, it's unreal. Verstappen was saying he wants to be with Red Bull for the rest of his life. Yeah, he said, let's do this 10, 10 15 more years, guys. Those, those typically are words that end up biting people, but I'm sure he, uh, maybe he's, he's true to his word. LeBron said that, yeah. didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but no, dude, I was, I was on the edge of my seat. I was enthralled. I've only been an F1 fan for, let's call it, no more than 30 days. And it was, the <laughs> one, of, and it, and it was one of my most enjoyable experiences as a sport fan ever. Wow. And... That's- and dude, it's just like it's such a it's such a cool sport. I mean, like you said, it draws a lot of parallels to you know things you're already a fan of, including cycling. But in general, yeah. I mean, it's I imagine it's one of those things where I really really enjoy watching it on TV. But in person, it's just got to be in, un- insane. Well, apparently in person, it must be nuts. Yeah. Well, I imagine like it's actually hard to watch the race, but it's like a it's like a lavish spectacle mm-hmm. they put on. Well, I would want to be just super high up somewhere, you know, like yeah, uh, like in the in the Ferrari rooftop. suite. Yeah, it's <laughs> you kind of see like the whole place more or less. Um, well, dude, the the funny I think the coolest thing is is like how uh, how cool the like 
team, because it's not just like the drivers are cool. Sure, the drivers are cool, but like everyone around the team is also so cool. Well, there's even like, like a, the race directors. Yeah, well, there's even like a mechanics race, so to speak. Like they're graded on how well they do. Yeah, because there's the individual driver championship yeah. and then the, the constructors yeah. championship, which is like the team yeah. championship. Which is great. Which is, no, it's sick. But like some videos came out of the. Um, well, it's it's also funny because um, I feel like we're so used to the way that like coaches interact with refs in the NFL mm-hmm. and NBA that the way these race directors or like these team managers interact with the race director is pure comedy. Like just uh, the uh, transparency like, of it all. Yeah, like the way they talk to yeah. them. They're like negotiating <laughs> and like in like proper English with the the race directors. There and then like this guy, this German dude who runs the Mercedes team is a riot. Oh, is that is that the guy who's who's yeah, part uh, to- Total Wolf? Yeah, he's like he's a maniac. He's got it's like Mercedes guy. He, yeah, he's like the reason Mercedes is so good. Mm-hmm. But dude, great sport. No, yeah, I mean for those of you who haven't had a chance, I would definitely suggest getting on YouTube or you know whatever your preferred video platform is and watch a race. Drive, or two. drive to drive to survive is the first step. Yeah, I think I mean, dude. In general, I feel like that just does such a good job of soaking you into this whole spectacle. Well, it, of it like all. lets you understand it all. Yeah, and you you know all the racers. I mean, yeah. I think this season coming up, obviously, if there's like f- I think four or five drivers who's announced they're going over to different teams, and I think there's a few uh, companies or I guess teams you would call it who are bringing up people from F two. Yeah. Um. So it should be some fresh new faces and for the it, next season. And it's cool because um. Oh, like the the documentary. If I hadn't watched the documentary and I just watched the past two weeks of races, I wouldn't have really been bought in. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have really known the the key players in it all. But like the documentary lets you really know like all the team directors, so you know them. Like in in the another another sports, you don't really care about the coaches. No, I mean I think like dude, I'm almost I'm almost a Red Bull fan, not because of the drivers. I'm a Red Bull fan because of their their team director. Yeah, I mean that's really probably the the. Car racing at the end of the day isn't the entire event, um, or you know, not everything's built around them. I mean, I would even say too. I think we had been talking about this the other day, but um, realistically, people, maybe I'm speaking for everybody when I say this, but like I think partially what made us sports fans is playing like video games, truly playing 2K or Madden. It's not so much like what really gets you into it, but that's how you get familiar with the players and this and that. I think other leagues should take a cue out of what F1 did. And find some ways to, like, get people into the storylines of maybe the past few seasons and prep them for this upcoming storyline. Like, it was literally three seasons of the drive, was it drive for whatever? Drive to survive. Drive to survive. And it's three seasons on Netflix right now. You watch all three and you watch this season, you're in it. You're, like, automatic fan. The third season is, like, right now. And I'm you'll sure. always be a fan. Yeah. Like, they, they will never lose me now yeah. because I'm so tied into it from that Netflix doc. Business, uh, business people over at leagues take a cue. Well, dude, uh, the funniest part was that this guy Total Wolf, he was like screaming on the on the headset to the race director. He's like, "No, Michael, that is so unfair!" <laughs> and then the race director, dude. The best part is that the the ref, the refs in this have such balls. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Toto, I'm gonna stop you there. It's called motor racing. We let them race." Savage. Dude, it was sick. I mean, what, Matt, what do you want? The, what, would you want the best season of F1 of all time to come down to some shitty ending? No, yeah. I mean, they I let think, them race. I think the culture around racing, um, and this is just solely based on me watching the documentary or I mean, show, I guess you'd call it, it seems so different than the culture around like American sports. Yeah. Like it seems like it's like a, maybe it's a cliche, but it seems like it's so much more of a lifestyle. You know what I mean? No, like these it people is. have lived, like they were, they were, uh, go-kart racers, soapbox cars, yeah. like That's working the their way part. up, you know? I think the fact that they start in go-karts is the funniest part. It's a funny, it's, a, it's hilarious. Like what, these guys are now driving these machines that are worth tens of, mi- hundreds of millions of dollars and they started just spinning go-karts? Yeah. I mean, you, you, don't, you don't get that type of uh, culture really in our sports and, so and, much. And talking about the culture more, um, all these videos came out of the Mercedes team, like just parting their ass off. Last oh, night, yeah. even though they lost. I mean, they still won the team championship, but they obviously Lewis Hamilton lost to Max. But, dude, and all these videos, like, they don't give a fuck that these videos are out. Any other sport, like the NFL, if LeBron James was, like, videotaped at a club like this, oh, I know. it, it would have been a PR nightmare. Yeah. But these guys, they, they embrace it. They eat know? it up. Well, I mean, I forget who it was. A few... Nothing's going to stop a German from, from dancing at the club. No. 
somebody somebody in the comments or, or whoever uh, might have to give me the refresher on who this is, but there's a guy who was essentially suspended from the race or no longer could continue, um, a f- I want to say a few years ago. He gets out of his thing, goes to like his docked yacht, hops in a hot tub, and he's drinking beers while the race is going on. And it's like totally you know, normal. Dude, it's just it's such an interesting sport. But I guess on the, the flip side of it, um, the polar opposite uh, in the in the sinker shitter right now, um, the MLB. MLB is down bad. They went they went absolute quiet mode, right? We haven't yeah. heard from them in almost two weeks. So the news broke about eleven days ago mm-hmm. that the lockout was was coming, yep. or that it had, was happening. And you know, before this podcast, we do, we do some research naturally. I was looking for some headlines in the news. There's there's no articles on ESPN to be found about the MLB. And I'm and surely, surely, like there are baseball specific focused blogs and media companies that are nonstop probably talking about it. But if ESPN hasn't said something in almost two weeks, what what are we doing here? And ESPN arguably, well, at one point was the biggest sports news outlet in the world, and now they they don't care about the MLB. It's all these uh, will the links will the Yanks land a shortstop? How much did PEDs boost the career of Bonds and Clemens? They're scrapping for material. Yeah. The last relevant news thing is one Dodger dog to rule them all. TikTok star Toby gets a VIP treatment at Dodger Stadium. Toby is a dog. <laughs> That's what ESPN is writing about for the MLB. ESPN has been so down bad for a long time. I mean, I think we, we I'm not, not sure if we talked about this on the, the show, but everybody's got a video phone in their pocket. Everybody, in a way, is an amateur reporter or pundit. You're, lo- you're looking at two of them, right? Yeah, right you're looking here. at you're looking at two of them. I think ESPN missed the mark. Um, they weren't. Pro- I think social media disrupted ESPN more than they would like to admit. And I think now they're trying to play catch up. Yeah, yeah. They um, ESPN hired or they like bought out some like big sports social media page, mm-hmm. or they like bought out the guy who runs it to run the ESPN social media. And I think that at least somewhat changed it. Yeah. But no, they, they were behind the eight ball, and then they came out with ESPN Plus to catch up. Um, I shamefully pay for ESPN Plus. I'm not really proud of that. It's um, one of those things where I always raise an eyebrow when I see ESPN Plus. I'm like, why would I ever? Well, so I'm judging you, actually, to be honest. They, but I- they have F1. Okay. And that's not why I pay for it, but now I'm getting some value out of it. Yeah. But um, I think I like it was one of those things where I, you know, sometimes you really, really want to watch something mm-hmm. and you just get baited into the free trial. And then it was through my Amazon, so I don't really know how to cancel it. Um, <laughs> that's, Amazon, also how they, that's also how they bait you. Yeah. Amazon, Amazon doesn't do a good job of uh, letting you cancel these things. So there's no ba- incentive for it. Bezos them. got me. They got to bury it somewhere. But. Um, yeah, one more thing on, on ESPN Plus, though, that if I configure... Not, that not only so I have it, and I can't even get into my account, which is arguably the worst part, but um, what they do have going for them is that new Tom Brady documentary. Unreal. It looks amazing. You watched yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, There's my three God. episodes out. They're it's still good. coming out. It's real good. I'm jealous, it's dude. It's like it's... I don't want to say better than The Last Dance. No way. But it's, it's just as good. Wow. It's just as good. I got to watch it. They just yeah. put out the episode about, um, about like the undefeated season, right? Yep. Damn, so there's sick. three out now. Maybe the fourth one's out. I don't think so. How though. long is each episode? Like 20, 30 minutes? An hour? Around there. Around Fuck. There. No, I really got to watch it. It's good. Damn good. Damn, better than The Last Dance? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. But it's on par. Next, by, by the next time we record, I'll have a review. Yeah. Um, so I guess moving on from there. So not much to talk about in the baseball realm. But while we're on the football realm, um, let's talk Gillette Stadium. So brand new renovation Getting was a makeover. Yeah, two hundred and twenty-five million dollars uh, slated to be done for the start of the twenty-three season, which is re- so not next season, but the season after that. I think um, it's exciting. I don't have too much to say about that. I think but I just what are they? I think what are they doing? They're closing off the the end because the end of Gillette Stadium is traditionally open. They yeah. have that weird bridge thing, mm-hmm. and so I, I don't. I mean, I guess we could kind of look up. the They're making like a massive it, scoreboard, but. It's the first major uh, change they've made to it since, like, 2003. Well, 2003 is when it was built. Yeah, exactly. So that, that goes to show. Um, but in terms of the, uh, the significant expansion, like you said, several upgrades to the north end zone, the entry area. Um, and keep in mind, too, Gillette's not only used by the Patriots, but also the Revolution play there. Wow. Um, they're, they're going to have the largest outdoor HD stadium video board it's big in time. the United States. That's huge. I mean, they're also adding additional seating area in the south corners, um, a field-level lounge, like you said. But let's talk about the video board. 
Let's. T- I mean, my and I, maybe this has nothing to do with what weighs into the decision, but ultimately, if you have shitty seats at one of those stadiums, you are better off staying at your couch and watching it from there. And so I think to maybe counteract that, you need to go big you, or go home with the you screens. You need a big video board. Yeah, you need everybody to be like, hey, this is really not that much different than me being on my couch. I mean, and I can say I'm here. Even at a place like uh, TD Garden, where it's like still pretty enclosed, it's yeah. small, basketball arenas are small. If you're sitting up top, you kind of find yourself just like watching the, the video board yeah. instead of the game sometimes. Yeah, so I mean, it's in everybody's uh, best interest to make that thing as big as possible. TV screens aren't expensive. No. no. I mean, I, I don't know how, I'm, I'm curious how much this fucking video board is I eating mean, into the 225 mil, but. I would imagine not much, so to speak. Oh, actually, yeah, so the construction's starting early in a couple months, probably. Probably right after the football season, I imagine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, 370 by 60 video board. That's in feet? That is in feet, yeah, 370 feet. That's, am I bugging, or is that larger than a football field? Say it again. So it says, so the high-definition video board is supposed to be measured at 370 feet by 60 feet. And so 370 feet, that's like 120-something yards. Yeah, yeah, wow. That's gigantic. That's massive. Where's that going? Yeah, I don't know. But it's curved also, I guess. I I think what it's doing is it's... It's probably wrapping around. It's wrapping the entirety of, like, the end zone. That's a large video board. Massive. Gigantic. Large. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Well, that's nuts. No, I know. So, um, a hundred and wow, hundred yards video board. I mean, it's quite. It's a little thin. Go big or go home. I mean, what what did you think? They're going to put up a thirty foot tall video board. Everybody's got thirty foot. No, I mean, it's a thirty foot video board in here. Honestly, it's about time the fucking. Patriots stepped up Gillette Stadium. They're one of the you know one of the most storied franchises of all time, and they got this rinky dink. Oh well, that was weird. Um, they got this. I mean, granted, it's a somewhat new stadium, twenty years, but that's gigantic. And I, I just want to make a final point. That TV right there is probably what, like a fifty fifty it's to a, sixty inch. That's a fifty-two. That's in inches. So just to that's to, unreal. Just to clarify, a cross is no more than three and a half feet, maybe four. But actually, no, probably four. And Imagine a hundred of those. Yeah, multiply that now by, what, close to 30? Well, actually, you know, now that we're on the topic of this whole uh, football thing, football stadiums, what do you think about this? Because Kurt Warner... His movie's out. Well, there's that, but Kurt Warner, Kurt Warner came out and said that football should be played in domes. I, was that you who... You said he needs to man up with that one? Yeah. I think, football, I think a big appeal to football is that it's originally an outdoor game. Well... Go keep going. I mean, I don't really have an opinion on what you're going to say or what you're sorry you already said, but I think that's like saying basketball should be an outdoor game. Like basketball surely is can be played outdoors and it's fun outdoors. There's nothing stopping it from being outdoors. But I think the product of the NBA is an indoor game mostly because of the fans. But I think in terms of football, I mean, what no, my take on it is, you know, the dome is nice, but if it's a nice sunny day, it's great. If it's a windy, cold day, you deal with it. Well, Kurt's point on it was he was because it was a, he brought it up when talking about the Bills Patriots game last mm. week, and he was like, if they had been playing in a dome, the game would have fundamentally been different because his thinking is that since both teams just basically had to run the whole time, you certainly didn't see the best version of the Bills and you didn't see the best version of the Patriots. And his point was that in a game of that magnitude, with first place on the line, playoff seating, a bye. He was like, I want to see the best version of both those teams. Which I totally agree with and I understand. My rebuttal to Kurt in that manner is both teams have to deal with those conditions. Yep. And so really what you're, in terms of seeing the best version of it, I think now you're seeing the best version of that team given these conditions who can adapt and thrive. Like, yeah. sure, I mean, in an ideal world, you always see both teams at their A game. It's like a true back-and-forth battle of the best of the offerings, but that's just not life, and that's not the way sports work. Yeah, I mean, do you do you think the Dome teams are at a, a disadvantage when it comes playoff time? I think so. Because they aren't used to playing in If the, you play half your regular season in a Dome, and, like, let's say you're in the in one of the Southern divisions, you're either playing in a Dome or you're playing in warm weather essentially the whole season. I imagine there's some trade-offs, though. I agree. I hear what you're saying. I'm sure there's some positives to um, 
playing like in a dome half the year. Yeah, no doubt. It's probably way better for the fans. And way, I mean, free agency. I'm sure uh, some players are enthused to be yeah, playing in a dome. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just don't like. It, it's fucking. It's. It'd be one thing if uh, football was originally played inside. And then now they're building these outdoor stadiums. It's always been an outdoor game. Back to your point, basketball has always been played in arenas. Mm -hmm. Football has traditionally been played outside. So suck it up, Kurt. And that's and Kurt was a dome guy. Yeah, Kurt was a dome guy. He was a wow. You know, this says a lot about Kurt Warner. He was a dome guy with the Rams. He was a dome guy with the Cardinals. I bet that Kurt Warner. (laughs) Maybe you'd have a couple more rings if you didn't. If you weren't such a pussy. I, I, I think that played a lot into his decisions to uh, go there. I'm saying it's a free agency thing. Um, and, you know, to each their own. But I think at the end of the day, both teams are dealing with those conditions. You, I mean, what can you do? It's out of their hands. Yep, yep, yep. And, I mean, I would go on to say, though, I mean, I, this is a, I don't have this off the top of my head, but I imagine with time, like, most of these arenas will at least have the option to dome themselves, you know, like cover themselves up or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, dude, imagine if you had to play basketball. Imagine if basketball was outside. I mean, I guess it's a w- it would have to be a summer sport then, but like but let's imagine you had to deal with unruly like conditions. conditions. <laughs> you're you're playing you're playing basketball in the snow. That's also the thing raining. with football is like you literally can play it in any weather. Yeah. That's why it is an outdoor game. Like sure. He, he has no relevant points. Like sure, it sucks that you can't watch both teams air it out. But, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people who actually liked watching the Pats run it up. And, I mean, at the end of the day, like, the Bills just had to stop them. You knew what they were doing. <laughs> the whole world. <laughs> Mac Jones threw the ball, what, three times? Yeah, two for three. Um, we, the, we, 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 that's why we practice in this shit. I mean, I like, like baseball, right? There's rain delays. Um, you know, they don't ultimately play baseball when it's raining. You get or... At least heavily, right? Dude, like you get to see the best product. This is really making Kurt look like a like a puss. I mean, in a way, I think it kind of like, he's he's trying to go against the grain. I see his point, though. Like I, see, I, I, I do see his point. I understand where he's coming across because that is ultimately the game is being played with the least inconveniences, so to speak. So you get to do what you want with a dome. There's no wind. There's no rain. There's whatever, which is ideal. But and if anything, I would even say Super Bowls. Almost certainly, always should be, which I think and is I think how they it are is. now. Exactly. Or they're played down in Miami where it's warm. Yeah, like you should be playing the best games of the year in the best conditions, optimal conditions. Otherwise, yeah, it's, everybody's got to deal there with. There is a part in me though. I've always wanted to see a Super Bowl in the snow. I think that'd be sick. Yeah. I just think it, in, intrinsically, football is like a fall and winter sport, mm-hmm. and like you play in anything. So it's not like unless there's like lightning, of course you stop, but. I sometimes a part of me is like I want to see the biggest game of the year in the, the worst fact. conditions. Yeah, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't pay a dime to be there. Oh hell no, yeah. <laughs> dude. That's that's something uh, we got to do. We got to go to a Super Bowl. F- freeze our ass. Off. I oh, wouldn't. Be warm. Well, no. Now they're all at destination locations. One sec. All right. Um, so we're still on football, but so Kurt Kurt Warner is a wuss. But speaking of uh, conditions, conditions. Let's talk. Let's talk Urban Meyer. All right. Um, in terms of conditions, oh yes, you would yes. The other thing first. Well, right, no, right. no, no. Let's talk, we could talk Urban. I mean, basically, Urban of in the Jags officially today are out of playoff uh, contention, so to speak. Not even so to speak. Just how like many actually, how many wins they have? The wicked. Like they got one win, two. I wanted to see them get to three because um, they won once in they the both times they won. I don't think were in they, the country. They won in London. Yeah, they won once in London. Oh no, and then they snuck one against the Bills. Oh okay, which is a crazy that they won that game yeah but confirmed that urban is uh not a fan of his uh his staff calling him calling him losers and he's a winner Ur- urban has said look at look at my resume i'm a winner you guys are, you guys are losers says the guy who with two wins on a season i think um obviously urban uh hasn't had the easiest season per se. But these guys who think they can make the jump from college to the NFL because they're so-and-so all the time, you're wrong. Well, dude, I don't know. He, I, I don't even think he was ever that good of a coach mm-hmm. in college. I mean, you know, he's got the titles, but he was always kind of a prick. Confirmed. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think he's just got a bad case of uh, he's always kind of been like that other coach. 
because he's kind of, you know, he's, he's been in this, like, Nick Saban era mm-hmm. where, like, Nick Saban is clearly, 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 like, the best college coach of all time. And now you've got guys like, um, what's his face, Urban Meyer, Brian Kelly, um, some of these other coaches who's like who, like, won titles here and there but just haven't had the dominance of Alabama, where I think he's just, I think he's a little insecure. Yeah, I mean, well, that's a, that's a good way to roll into maybe some of the woes that they've been having. And, and keep in mind, these are the um, expressed woes. Who knows what's kind of happened that's gone unexpressed. But for one, um, Marvin Jones, Jags receiver, who, uh, you know, respected guy in the locker room, doesn't have a temper, uh, became so angry, quote, quote, became so angry with Myers' public and private criticism of the receiver group that he left, that Marvin Jones left the facility until other staff members convinced him to come back. And when he returned, he had a heated argument with Urban during practice. And Marvin Jones, that's the oldest guy in the locker room, experienced vet. So imagine seeing this guy arguing with the coach. That's how you know things are. It's uh, Jags in disarray. And Shad Khan, he's the owner. His hands are tied. Because it is very hard for them to fire Urban. Because they owe him a shit ton of money. So much money. And How they, much? <laughs> poor, a lot. Poorly researched yeah. pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're saying Meyer has created <laughs> Meyer has created all of these problems for himself since taking over. Running a season of promise and development into the ground by being o- oblivious to the fact that he can't replicate his successful collegiate model in the NFL. What, how how does one even replicate a collegiate model in the NFL? You're playing with everybody on the field was a stuff. I don't know. Um, At least in college, you're playing against half what scrubs. So I'm seeing if they fire him, he um, they got to pay him nine mil per season for at least six years, which honestly might be worth it. Given the the turmoil, I mean, like I mean, you mentioned the the staff thing about the winners. Imagine, imagine. So he basically challenged each coach to individually explain why they're winners or whatever, what they've done. Can you imagine freezing up in that moment? Or he's like, "What what have you done?" You can't hesitate right there. I mean, granted, these guys I think are or have been winners. Prior they're all anyway. NFL level head coaches. Yeah. I mean, assistant coaches. That means they've probably had success not only at other NFL teams, but most likely they've had a lot of success at the college level yeah. as well. Um, that's the thing. I just think in college, um, it's like, okay, yes, coach. Yes, coach. Mm-hmm. Yes, coach. In college, these are like, I mean, in, in, in the NFL, these are grown men making more money than you. It's most of them or some of them. They're making mm-hmm. more money than you. And, you know, they're, they could be closer to age than these college kids. Mm-hmm. And Urban, you know, he's, he's, he's trying to, he's trying to big dick them. It's not working. It ain't working in this league. I mean, did you see what happened? Um, yeah, you see what happened with this dude, James Robinson. So, um, although they, although publicly they had said that it was injury related, um, when Meyer had ordered uh, Robinson to be benched after he fumbled um, against the Rams a couple weeks ago when they lost on the road, running's back coach Bernie Parmalee had to stop Robinson from re-entering the game. Um, and they had insisted Carlos Hyde go in. Keep in mind, Carlos Hyde played for Urban at Ohio State. Um, they insisted Carlos Hyde stay in. And so only after um, Lawrence had questioned Meyer on the sideline was Robinson allowed to get back in. This place is a mess. I mean, dude, I've, you know who I feel bad for? Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. They're, they're, they're ruining this kid. Trevor Lawrence is like, dude, why don't we have our RB1 in the game? You know, not everybody can be the player's coach that is Bill Belichick. Especially lately. He's, he's, he's schmoozing it up. I mean, I think he's in a, he's in a perfect... Uh, he's, the, the time is perfect for a nice, subtle rebrand. You know, nobody is sleeping better at night right now than Bill Belichick. I hope the Pats do well. Would really you, do. you think he... I heard this on the radio... Also, Boston Radio, I've said that before, hilarious. These guys are such frauds. When the Pats <laughs> were 2-4, and four, they were calling for Bill's resignation. And now they're like, oh, Bill's coach of the year, GM of the year. Give me a fucking break. I like when people call in to him, too, because they say exactly what you just said. They no, just yeah, call I'm, him I'm, on the face. Dude, I'm probably going to call in in, a, in a matter of weeks because I'm way more competent than these schmucks Who call in that or, call in yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> uh, but I don't know if I really want to associate myself with, with that type of person yeah, who calls yeah. into, into radio yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, Hey, 
Uh, yeah, this is this is this is Noah from uh, from Brookline. Your takes suck, bro. Hey, hey guys, Noah from Brookline here. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just want you guys to know you 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 frauds. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they sound like, dude. No, it's all like the thick Boston accent. Even the guys from like all over the place. Uh, but. but I guess speaking about conditions, and I guess maybe our our last point, so to speak, uh, in football, um, Cowboys flying in their own sideline benches. Into Washington, um, they're playing the football team or whatever, because I guess Seattle had said that the benches were cold when they played at FedEx Field. Seattle told uh, Dallas that the benches were cold, and so Dallas flew in their own benches. Typical dome team. What's going on here? Typical dome team. What a bunch of wusses. Is that what they pay for down is, Jerry World? Is that what they're worried about? I mean, I guess going back to the Kurt Warner thing, optimal conditions. Does the coldness of a bench affect your likelihood of winning by a statistically significant percentage. Well, you know, uh, they did lose. The, the boys Oh, did, no, yeah. they won. They, no, won. they, they won. won. They won. But it was a nail-biter. It was OT. And, maybe, the football and team. maybe that was the difference. Yeah. Maker. It, it, the one team, they had, they had warm benches. The other team didn't. Well, I mean, war, you know. The That's also ridiculous. If I was the football team, I would say no. Yeah, You're using like, our benches. Home yeah. field advantage. I would freaking, uh, I'd wall the area. I'd ban, I would bolt in. Our benches, so they could not be removed. Yeah, that, dude, that's ridiculous. But I mean, the the bum is the largest muscle of the body. So if you keep it yeah, warm, you maybe you're looser. You don't or a want any. More nimble. You don't want a pulled glute. You no. certainly don't want a pulled hammy no. when it's cold. That's what I've always wondered about football players. You know, it's like um, probably so easy to start pulling shit because you're sit, like if you're you know you're playing only one around, side of the ball. Yeah, you're you're. Yeah. It's cold. I mean, typically. Like what a drive is maybe nine ten minutes uh, yeah something like that but the thing shorter <laughs> you know what actually I think about this even more is baseball not mm. to pivot here because I want to go back to the benches yeah but with baseball there's always all these people like oh yeah he's hurt he's hurt maybe if these guys didn't sit around <laughs> for fifteen minutes at a time and then go try to sprint around a base path they wouldn't tear they wouldn't get so many fucking hamstring pulls who are the who are the athletic trainers over there at the league office the league office doesn't consult with any bo- like, like body experts like i know they warm up before the game they mm. they, they do their little jog they throw the ball and they do in field batting practice but like guys let's stay let's stay loose here yeah i mean they should have like bikes in the dugouts sam tell me one thing if you were a cowboys player and you Knew that you were flying in your own uh, elite level fancy schmancy benches. What'd you think? Big wow! I play for a cool organization. You wouldn't. You wouldn't think it was stupid. I could think it was stupid. I probably would think it was stupid. But I think it's like, oh wow, we 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 must really care about uh, the they, little things. They care about the guys. Yeah, but um, I guess we we talked a little bit about conditions, but um. I guess, in a way, uh, history repeating itself with different conditions this time around. Nice little segue. Is Brady threw his 700th touchdown pass uh, last night. Yeah. Essentially a walk-off. I mean, was a walk-off. It was an overtime victory game. You should have seen the way the equipment manager sprinted to go get that ball. He booked it out there. They were not having another uh, Mike Evans situation on their hands. Dude, they, they knew how important that football they was. They were hauling ass. That was a six-figure ball. Didn't they were playing around. Didn't Tom Brady break like like three records last night? He did. He hit the completion one. I think he hit the passing yards one. And then the, the 700. He's what, still, he's an animal. He's still at it. Um, yeah, arguably they almost the, blew that game. Arguably but. the favorites if they, they're the one seed. Um, but I will say, I, I want to I talk about the ball. Um, where is that ball right now, you think? In Brady's possession? Yeah, it has to yeah. be, right? I think, it's, I think it's sitting in a... So they played last night. I bet it's sitting in a, in a duffel bag still. Hmm. But I don't think Brady's unpacked it. No. Because oh they were they were in Tampa yeah, Brady's probably having enjoying a nice off day with Giselle and the kids, and he hasn't even thought about that ball. If I'm the equipment manager, and I mean maybe I probably would not do this, but the best heist an equipment manager could pull is you you have a friendly face in the stands, you pay whatever it takes to get them nearby yep. the opposing end zone, you sprint to get that ball and you fling it to your pal. It's, you only have one chance of getting it right because it could get in the wrong hands, but you fling it to your pal. They run out. Sure, you get fired and, you know, never work again, at least in that 
role, which you should be looking for an upgrade anyway, maybe. No slander, but, you know, there's no, I mean, there's upward mobility, I would hope. But anyway, you take that ball, you hold it hostage, you get a great payout because you didn't do nothing wrong, technically, yeah. right? Um, I mean, maybe your organization sues you for breach of contract, but the money would cover it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. You that's, know, that's before, before anything happens, before you get fired, before you get, you know, any bad things happen from the team... That ball could have changed hands about ten times, for real. And it could be, could be up to about you know the price could have tripled. Yep. All of a sudden, you got your hands, you got yourself a bidding war, some blackmail. It's all about moving quick. You yeah. Know? In the proper plan. It's all about moving speaking, quick. Speaking about that though, quick side note again, I have this fantasy. Have you ever wanted to run on a field? Not any burning desire to no. So so I was a hurdler. Mm-hmm. You know this, but the people don't. Yeah. Um. You know, track and field hurdler. And the, and the barriers to get on the field at Fenway, very low. Oh, shit. Not higher than a hurdle. Mm-hmm. No more than two and a half feet high, maybe three feet high. You still got the form, you think? Oh, I think I can pull it yeah. up. So my dream is I want to show up at a Red Sox game in, in loose attire, mm-hmm. athletic attire. You know, it has of course to be a warmer I'd, game. Yeah, warmer game. <clears throat> and, and I'm going to get a running start up, the, up one of the ramps at mm-hmm. Fenway. I'm going to get a running start and I'm going to hurdle. The, the barrier, because yeah. they all funnel down. I'm going to sprint diagonally straight across the field. I'm going to hurdle the other side, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to line it up so that I sprint out and write down a, a shoot, and, so, and I'll have a car waiting for me. Wow. It's like a pipe dream of mine. It's a perfect getaway. Yeah, because I don't think they'd catch me. But, yeah, they wouldn't be able to get me. I'm too fast. Those security guards, you know, they wouldn't know what to do. No, I mean, I think... With some flawless execution, I don't see how that plan doesn't work. I mean, I could see it not working. That's probably what everybody That's thinks. what everybody tells about our damn company. Um, but I guess with a, a quick sports pivot, um, we, we don't have too much sport stuff left necessarily. But in terms of basketball, apparently, I mean, there's not much to say about this necessarily, but apparently there's some renewed optimism, quote, unquote, that Kyrie could possibly come back to the Nets. Um, my take on that, I'm curious to hear yours, um, but I just I don't doubt that he, maybe he'll play. I mean, obviously, it's a possibility. This, it's not like the season's um, close to being done per se. I guess it's surely a possibility. But let's not forget, one, it doesn't look like he's dying to play. Two, he did indicate, and Kyrie's my favorite player, um, or, you know, used to be, I guess. I don't, I don't really, he hasn't played in a while. But um, that he would want to retire at the age of 30, which I can respect. You know, he made a lot of money. Go live your life. And, and, and do he's other 30 things. now? He's 29, I think. Really? He's that young. Well, what? He was drafted in 2011. He would have been like 19, 20-ish. So, yeah, he's probably close. Um, But the reality of it is New York City probably isn't changing their policy anytime soon. Um, The Nets probably aren't changing theirs. Kyrie's not getting that vax anytime soon. Yeah, so if if neither of those things happen, um, I'm unsure how a reunion is um, imminent by any means. But what do you have a take on that? I mean, I am seeing here still Irving has not yet played the season, blah, blah, blah. New York City still requires any person entering an indoor building like an arena to have at least one vaccination shot. Um, although he is eligible for most road games. I don't know. I mean, are the Nets even playing good? What? Yeah. So they're, they're playing well. KD just dropped 51. Yep. They're clearly in a groove. I don't know if they really need him. I can't believe, I can't imagine he would hurt. He wouldn't hurt. I mean, when they, they lost to the Bucks, that was without Kyrie, right? He hasn't played a single game. Oh, I mean, you, you mean going back? No, I mean like in the playoffs last year, yeah, they didn't yeah, have Kyrie. Okay, yeah. um, I mean, you know, he certainly makes a difference, but I don't see how he, I don't see how he, he physically can play. It's going to take a lot point, of soul searching. And at this point, if he was smart, he would have faked a Vax card months ago. Yeah. But now it's it's like it'd be a clear fake. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Kyrie Irving presents a vaccination card. Yeah, like, hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but I don't know where you wanted to go next. But let's quickly talk about KD. Yeah, his fifty-one points, mm-hmm. and I read that it didn't even surprise me. Didn't didn't bad night. I didn't, I didn't even blink. Which and it's a lot of points. I mean, it's just the NBA now. I think I think part of that um, because I don't I don't have much to say about that. I mean, I, I look at those I think probably similarly to you, where I just take it at face value. I'm like, oh, KD dropped 51, and don't really <laughs> maybe, care. Maybe that's the real problem with the fucking NBA. Yeah, it's very hard to impress the fans. I th- I honestly think so. unless I mean a lot of games are like all time classics. Not a lot of games, obviously a small amount of games. When you watch a game that's a classic, you know it. You is. know it, yeah. But I think 
it goes back to the regular season lacking some excitement. I mean, I don't really care. Per- I'll watch a game regardless of whether it's exciting or whatever. But I agree. I think the an issue for that league is how can you get fans to care about things that should be considered exciting. I mean, I imagine if you were there in the arena and you were watching it, it's like, oh, shit. That's Katie something you never 50. forget. You don't forget that. But like me hearing about it, you hearing about it, it's like, oh, cool. I saw what the happened? notification. I didn't even, one, I didn't even click on it. Yeah. Two, I don't even care to see a single highlight. I'm just like, yeah, he probably shot a lot of threes and dunked a lot. Yeah, he probably, he probably, he probably made a fair share of, of mid-range he, he jumpers pro- in people's faces. He probably went off. Um, but you know who's not going off? And I feel like we, we discussed about him before. But Zion Williamson. He have another setback? Dude, I mean, I, I, I'm optimistic that he'll be fine. Um, you know, I, I think he'll be A-OK. Is he a bust? I think the question of if he's on the road of being a bust is now pertinent. So he's played in 85 total games for the Pelicans. He hasn't played in 87 the question is, is his weight a concern? So I think he has a foot issue. Larger, <laughs> is his weight a well, concern? Well, dude, I'm not even sure if he's fat. I've seen conflicting images. I think some he looks a little heavier. He's in a, he's in a Mountain Dew commercial with Zach, yeah. with Zach Levine. Which good, is, good brand alignment I was there, say, Mountain Dew. Which is objectively yeah. hilarious. <laughs> um, and he good looks, job at Mountain Dew marketing He team. looks rather larger in that video, which I'm unsure, obviously, when they would have shot the commercial. Um, but I saw another picture recently where he looks rather fit. So I'm not sure what he looks like today. Um, but you know, foot injury for a big guy, I'd be real nervous if I was Mountain Dew or really any endorsement money going his way, or if I was somebody who bought a Zion NFT or rookie card, because he might be on the, I mean, the Pelicans clearly are doing something very wrong in that organization. So he could be on the road of maybe being in the bust conversation. I mean, dude, I mean, he's, he's clearly very good at basketball. He's clearly a charismatic guy, but the you bet. know if, if he if he ends up being a bust, it'll certainly go down as the most as one of the most interesting busts of all time. It'll be, be the like, biggest what if. He'll be similar to like Kwame Brown, mm-hmm. not not that they're like comparable in skill, but Kwame Brown is like the go-to bust because mm-hmm. they're just like you know Kwame Brown. He's terrible, but yeah. But talking about Zion, like name another bust that just like comes off the top of your head. I I really can't. Um, Anthony Bennett. Okay, that was who I was thinking of, the Cavs yeah, guy, but yeah. I, his name did, wasn't in my head. But then after that, I mean, I don't. I think it's always a lot of pressure being drafted highly. I mean, you could probably look back at ninety percent of lottery picks, and you're like, yeah, they didn't really pan out. Um, but in terms but of notable the, ones, the Zion hype, and he he kind of lived up to it. I mean, wasn't he, he? He was like one of the only players with his own shoe. He's coming like unstoppable out of in the paint. I mean, I think he will be. I mean, he's okay. good. He's he, good, no doubt. Like he will come back and play basketball shortly. I would be shocked if. If the food factor kept him out of basketball. Dude, I mean, I've said it before, but if I'm in Zion's camp, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Alex Guerrero. I'm going to, I'm going to the Brady camp. I mean, like, look. What do we, we do? Gotta, we got to fix this kid. Quickly. Quickly. Um, we, we, and, like, he could certainly lose a couple pounds on his jawline. Uh, it's not good he, certainly, he certainly doesn't need to keep hitting the weight room. Kid's strong enough. I mean, in, in terms of diet, too, because I, I, I agree with you, um, you know, there needs to be some, hopefully, some imminent changes. I'm wishing Zion the best. I, b 12 I, I enjoy watching him play, but I just, a, a quick pivot. Um, Wheaties, 100th anniversary, Michael Jordan on the box. Um, guess how many times he's been on the box of Wheaties? Like, uniquely? Yeah. 47. 19, but okay, you aimed high. <laughs> I was going to say 26. No, you, you, you aimed high, which is good. I don't have much to say about that. Um, I just put it in my notes, but have you ever eaten Wheaties? I was going to say that. I've never had Wheaties. I've never had Wheaties. I've never had Wheaties. Who do you think? I mean, it's funny, too, because I walk by Wheaties boxes. Like, I see them now when I grocery shop, but, like, I don't know anybody who eats Wheaties. Well, you know what the thing is? I don't, I don't think people eat Wheaties, Sam. I think Wheaties was just the first cereal to, like, grab a famous guy. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, oh, Wheaties, everybody knows us. You, so you're saying cereal probably subpar, but branding branding excellent. amazing cereal subpar potentially potentially laundering money. <laughs> honestly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, honest, I don't. Have you ever seen a Wheaties box in anybody's house? No, I don't know anybody who eats Wheaties, dude. And 
I don't know if they have different flavors because I imagine it's no. just a basic wheat cereal. It's an which, orange box, which on the bo- on the ba- on like the floor sounds disgusting Dude. because I eat. I eat Honey Nut Cheerios, and whenever I eat normal Cheerios, I think it's gross. So I can only imagine what these Wheaties taste like. So keep in mind, too, any cereal that's been around 100 years, like, were people eating Wheaties in the 1920s? Probably. I mean, I'd love to know how old uh, Lucky Charms is, So owned owned by General Mills, sneaking not even their 100th anniversary coming up. Wikipedia is telling me they were introduced in 1924. So they're jumping the gun a little bit here. Maybe maybe they don't, um, they, they, you know, they... They only and could get Michael now. For comparison, uh, Lucky Charms has been around since 1964. Okay, so okay. They're, they're maybe they're like the first cereal. Let me look up Cheerios. Tagline, the breakfast of champions. And they got a, a lot of firsts. They also have LeBron. Dude, they got a lot of good athletes. Dude, well, a quick laundry list. They had the first ever ra- singing radio commercial um, in 1926. Uh, first athlete depicted on a Wheaties box with 1934. Same year, they put a woman on the box who was an aviator. Um, the next year was a golfer lady. Um, the following year, they had Jesse Owens, first African-American. Then 1939, first televised sports broadcast sponsorship. So they've certainly been at the forefront of doing cool things. Cheer- Cheerios, 1941. Okay. Classic. So, I mean, it, it, again, it feels like Wheaties, that, that's just their thing. They get cool people to sit on their, get on their boxes. But I, I, you know, it's funny, this, this Wikipedia page, which maybe isn't the best source of information, although I will say I find Wikipedia to be a very strong source of information. All your teachers lied to you. But there's nothing here about Wheaties sales. I want to know how many, like, I mean, I guess that's not even probably a good thing to look at because most of their sales probably come from the grocery stores behind them. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to look at what a Wheaties tastes like. I'm seeing I can get a box of Wheaties right now for six bucks from Instacart. Am I willing to do that? Just to, What's just to your see? opinion on Wheaties, Reddit? Are Wheaties um, still popular? What makes Wheaties special? Why is Wheaties, de- apparently they're declining in sales. They only represent, so, okay, in the 60s, Breakfast of Champion Wheaties accounted for 7% of all cereal sold. Guess what they're doing today? What? 0.5%. Jesus Christ. Apparently, people are saying it needs the too toilet. much, they think it needs too much help. I have to add sugar and cinnamon for it to not taste boring. Uh, maybe really? it's, send somebody replies to that. Maybe it's not meant to be an exciting cereal. Are they boring or are they just simple and quick and easy? Did you Google like we- Wheaties flavor? I go. I said, what does Wheaties taste like? And I'm now on Reddit. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, any cereal where you have to like, <laughs> you go. The athletes are great. Them being on the box doesn't make it taste good though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude. Any you ever see cereal commercials? Which. Um, I guess we're, we're kind of digressing now, but cereal commercials, that's like a full breakfast. They got a bowl of blueberries and like, fruits like, like, and OJ. Uh, and like pro, like all those prawns with protein yeah. and raisins. One, who the hell eats breakfast like that unless you're at a, a hotel? Secondly, any cereal that requires you to add all these fruits and sugar into it, like, ain't that great? I don't know, but I'm, I've, you know, that's the thing. I've never been like a, I've gone through my periods of, of high cereal consumption. Mm-hmm. But I've never been like a, a real cereal guy. Like some people eat cereal in the morning mm-hmm. and then like cereal at night. Oh, dude, I've been so down bad before. I've eaten cereal so many times during the day. Getting some, uh, was it Frosted Mini Wheats, Frosted Flakes. Just, you know, a quick bowl. Not even down bad. It's like maybe I'm playing 2K and it's getting late and I want a snack. No, I yeah, put together a, I mean, a quick bowl. It is a great snack. But um, no, I would certainly be a cereal guy. Um, maybe we're unfairly judging Wheaties, but I feel like it'd be a bad investment I, I, to buy a box. I think we got to try Wheaties. I don't think I'd finish it. I mean, my... I don't know, but I'm imagining there's no, not even a layer of frost on it. It's just doesn't. It's just wheat, wheat and milk. Wheat and milk doesn't doesn't sound like a good combo to me. Um, but you know, we we digress. Uh, it's funny. I only had like a one sentence note on that, but it it certainly took us took us away. Yeah. Um. So I guess now um I have a few more things before we just do some quick takes. You know what I want to talk about quickly, Sam? What? I had the best Uber Eats experience of my life. Really? Over the weekend, food, food coming in. Yes. Yeah. I was, I was, I ordered some food, sushi to be exact, and pizza. I've been finessing Uber a little bit. Um, I've been signing some people up, as you should, and yep, they're, yep, they're, they're yep. happy for you to do that. And for anyone who doesn't know, they're offering twenty five dollars in your first order. So everybody, go do it. But get a box of weeds. Yeah, a box of weeds. I ordered this food, and not only did the delivery driver call us when he was leaving the store, which is you're not even supposed to do that. Yeah. So he was like, hey, guys, we'll be there in five minutes. We were like, oh, that was weird. How yeah. nice. And then he delivers our food, and on the front 
of the package. He clearly wrote in handwriting, very nicely yeah. written. Enjoy your food and have a good night, Grace. Please give me a like on feedback if I did a good job. Thank you, your Uber driver. Wow. How nice is that? They don't make them like that anymore. But no, this Uber driver, we saw that and immediately pulled up our phone, gave him an extra five bucks. As you, sh- as you should. As we should. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. You know, because I, I got big moral issues about tipping. Because mm-hmm. tipping, by definition, I know some people are like, oh, it's part of their wage, blah, 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 which I get. Mm-hmm. But to require a tip, the definition is that you went above and beyond your job expectations. Which, sound, which this guy and, did. And he certainly did. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so shout out to uh, all the Uber drivers yeah, out there shout with small out, acts of shout kindness. Shout out to this guy with, uh, with making, making my night, making yeah. my delivery experience. And, you know, what I will say... That uh, guy should be in... I hope Uber sees this. Yeah. No, and, and does something special for this man. We have no way of finding him. But no, I mean you could trace down your orders, but um, I will say though, you know, people should take a playbook out of your uh, what you got, what you did as well. You know, if you get something nice that's a, above and beyond, you know, let them know you appreciate it. Yeah, if someone if they make you smile, if you yeah. had a positive experience, you know, let them know. Yeah, um, but I guess we're we're at the quick takes piece of this, and you know, naturally some of our takes won't always be quick. Um, but we had talked last about Hannah Khan um, making nineteen threes. Never dawned on me how many she must have attempted. But I guess she took 52 or something like that, um, which is a lot of threes to attempt in a game. Like, yeah. holy crap. That's more shots than, like, a t- than teams take. It'd be, it'd, it'd be tiring to just go. If, if we went out to the park and jacked up 50 shots right now, we'd be tired. I ain't making 19 either. <laughs> That's for sure. And neither are you guys in the comments. I know it. <laughs> um, Amanda Nunez. Nunez. Um, Nunez, right? Whatever. Amanda Nunez lost to Juliana Pena. Um, UFC, or, you know, fighting, whatever. <laughs> um, first loss, I guess, in seven years for her, which is crazy to me because that, you know, unreal. Uh, I feel like that would be a bigger story, but maybe I'm just not in the loop. Um, I don't have much to say about the fight. Do you? I'm not a big uh, watcher of fights. Yeah. But seven years, that's quite a streak. Yeah. Um, I'm sure both fi- both fighters are extremely talented. And I'm sure they had a lot of fun in there. Yeah, I wonder if it was a knockout or not. It was kind of like a submission hold. Okay, um, it must have been a good fight. Yeah. Apparently, actually, I did hear it. It was an amazing fight. Yeah. But what I will say, a question I wanted to post to you in this quick bite section is, would you consider yourself a top billion fighter on Earth? How many billion people are on this Earth? Three billion? Seven and a half. There's seven billion people on this Earth? Are you kidding me? Wow. Seven and a half. I'm clearly living in 04. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what, that'd make me like top 20% of, of fighters? I would say, yeah. Okay, yeah, I think so. Top billion fighters. Yeah. I think I'm athletic enough. Because, I mean, you can cut out, like, let's say 70% of people are old well, or a kid. Yeah, very old yeah. and then very young. And then... And you're in the prime of your... I mean, yeah, but then my, just past my athletic <laughs> prime. Um, yeah, I'm by no means scrappy. No. Or no, I'm by no means a good fighter, but yeah. I am scrappy. And top billion, you'd hope. I'd hope. Yeah. Um, would you, do you think you are? I would hope, yeah. I don't. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if not. You know, I mean, may, like maybe some people like, probably surprise you. Yeah, some people probably surprise um, you. Um, but I, you know, I would at least give us the benefit of the doubt of of being mobile and agile enough to yeah. to get the job done in certain situations. You know, hypotheticals like that are tough because there's it's difficult to test. Um, complete <laughs> yeah. complete digression. But I, you know, I firmly believe we're living in the future for a lot of reasons, you know, especially with technology and whatnot. But one thing that gets me is, you know, the s- computers are getting better um, and, you know, abilities to simulate things will get better. If I had a supercomputer one day, the first thing I do is I do that thing about the lions and the, you know, animals. I the lion act- and the gorilla. I want to know. I want to know. And, you know, call it unethical, but it's going to be digital creatures on my computer Nothing duking it out that. to death. Just like a video game. Just so I can get the answers. And I'm going to run it a million times so I know with definition who will do the best. So who, who do you think would win, a lion or a gorilla in a fight? There's a correct answer. The correct answer is the gorilla. It's the lion. <sighs> That's a whole other pod. All right. Um, we'll put that on the, the to-do list for the next pocket. That's a, that's a tried and true one. Um, we, we, I need to hear your takes, but quick take bulls have 10 players in COVID protocol postpone their next two games. 10 players. Yep. Omnicron doing those boys dirty. Hey, thanks Rudy. Wow. Gobert. Um, um, you said bulls bulls. Yeah. Damn. And they, they were just figuring it out too. They were doing well. At yeah. least, at least the NBA isn't making them go out there with five guys, which 
They Honestly, though, they, they should, though. They should have started calling up G Leaguers. Like, Come no, on, guys, seriously. let's go. Like, I mean, I get it's, like, about putting out a good product and, you know, it, like, it has playoff in implications if you put out a JV squad and you lose two games. But, like, if you're going to choose to play the league with, you know, this going on anyway, the new normal. Yeah, what, what are we, in 2020? Yeah, what, what's going on here? Like, there should be a contingency plan that's not postponed. This is 2021. People get COVID, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you, and you play through it. Um, on the basketball, last piece about basketball, Curry's approaching a three-point record. Um, I forget who they're playing next. Not a team of note per se, but the following game would be at Madison you know, Square Garden. He's, he's really he's fucking with you. He you you said he would do it in one game. He Whoa. didn't. He didn't do it in two games, and now he's going on three games. You better get it done now. He's gonna do it in four. I think he's gonna wait until he's oh, in Madison now Square you're Garden. Four. He's gonna do it in Madison Square Garden. All right, all right. I think he's playing the Pacers. You'd have to. Nobody test wants me. to do it against. Nobody the wants to do that in yeah. Indiana, um, which is um, weird because Indiana is the hoop state. When are the next time they? When the next? When's the next time they go back to to, Ch- the, to the Chase Center? I don't know. It's probably a home stand that ends against Madison. That'd be madness if he did it there. Fun fact, one of our interns, Owen, was at the game that when Ray Allen broke it against the Lakers. Really? Pretty cool. Pretty cool. That was on national TV. You know, Madison Square Garden would be cool to maybe tie it. I think you got to break it at home. That'd be awesome. Stop shooting, Steph. I think he's going to let it fly. Um, but, you know, I think he's nine more. He's going to, you know, Steph Curry's growing on me since the Warriors he's have kind cool. of been bad he's the cool last dude. few years. He's kind of a cool guy. He's going to do some shit that pisses me off when he hits that three to <laughs> break the record. He's going to do some kind of fucking foolish dance. <laughs> Guys can't have fun? You don't like when people celebrate? Not like him, but <laughs> let's continue. All right, so that's it for sports. And since we are a business pod, um, unfortunately, there's nothing deep to discuss for any of these, or maybe there is, but we'll keep it to quick bites. eBay, um, rolling out a new feature where there's going to be 3D scans of shoes. So, like, um, they're working with Unity, which, if you're not sure what, who they are, they're like a game engine company. They make uh, engines that power games. So if I want to sell my shoes on eBay, I would scan it. Creates a 3D scan of it, and then users on eBay can peruse your shoe in three dimensions. Um, feels like a solution to a problem people didn't have. Um, uh, I think you buy a lot of shoes on eBay. Never. Well, you or just, maybe once. You're just looking at 2D pictures. Why not see it in all? You know. I guess every nook and cranny. That feels like something that should they they shouldn't be working with eBay. They should be working with like StockX eBay is trying to compete probably with StockX. Yeah, but I wouldn't true. be surprised if a feature like this, if popular, rolls out to other uh, retail locations. You know, what if I wanted to see a Wheaties box in three dimensions? It's Why can't I? It's the metaverse for you. Hey, now you know. Um, next one, Drizzly uh, rolling out a new feature. I don't know why. These are kind of all like feature things. But Drizzly rolling out a new feature that lets you scan a barcode. I, well, maybe I'm butchering it. Maybe I don't fully understand it. But from my understanding, it lets you scan a barcode and gift this thing to a friend. So I could like scan an item and then just send it to you, without like needing to do anything further in the store. Oh, I guess that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I think that has a lot of retail implications in general. Like, what if I'm at the mall, um, for people who still go to the mall or whatever, and it's like you know I'm buying things. I'm like, oh wow, that's something that Noah might like, and I would just scan it. Give I mean, it that to goes you. back to the whole thing of like nobody really wants to check out anymore. Yeah. Like if I'm at a store, if I should just scan things and walk out, that'd be ideal. Waiting in line suck, you know? Yeah, especially at a grocery store. That's why, no, that's why everybody orders Instacart. But, you know, credit to the grocery folks. They are surely quick. I try to compliment them, you know yeah. that? If they do an exceptional job packing the bags, I'm like, you know, you did a great job I like this. to chit-chat with them, you know? Yeah, I'm getting, it's, it's kind of weird for me because I'm getting to know some of them a little too well. Oh, yeah, you're, like, you're, I'm, you're like, a freaking I, flyer. Sometimes I'll see them like three to four times in the same day. Well, no, like, they're people. They're meant to be seen and interacted with. Yeah, so are we. Yeah, yeah. But um, we're not just we're not just shoppers. We're not just sh- show some respect to us, uh, grocery folks. Yeah. Um, Tip better. DoorDash in select cities is starting uh, fifteen minute deliveries. I saw that. It's just New York, I think. New York and San Francisco, I think, to yeah. start. Um, as a DoorDash driver, I don't know how the fuck they're going to do it. Yeah. But they can try. Um, well, I think in a lot of those denser places, people are on, like, bikes and shit anyway, you know? Yeah, that is true. Um, um, but where do we go from there? Like, is there a floor I mean, for delivery times? I mean, I thought 30 minutes or less by Domino's was great. Yeah? I, I think that's uh, it's not too high. It's not too low. 15 minutes is, like, like, quick. 15 minutes is, like, you shouldn't expect your food in 15 minutes unless you go and pick it up yourself. Yeah, and even then. I mean, the trip there and back is probably longer than 15 minutes. I mean, even the prep. I mean, it I makes imagine... You there's, I already know how they're going to do it. They're just not going to inform. 
there's a I guarantee there's just a way they can stagger no, who gets notified of what depending on when the order is actually ready. Yeah, because so it, like right now, if you order DoorDash and I picked and I like clicked the yes on my Dash app that I wanted to pick it up, I could go to the store and wait for 20 minutes. Yeah. So I imagine there's some finagling to be Yeah, done. I mean, I imagine, I agree with you. It's probably what it is. It's like, okay, usually if, if person one puts in DoorDash order and it tells them it'll be ready in 30, that means they're waiting for it to, you know, whatever. But somewhere along that line, um, they might already have, like it might already be ready kind of earlier than whatever, and they just I mean, get it delivered. You know? How It must be only on certain items too. Yeah. Some things just take 15 minutes to cook. Again, quicker. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, all the power to them. All the power to them. Last take. Um, this one's not super important necessarily, but newsletters are the new emails. Or sorry, newsletters are the new mail. I don't mind getting newsletters in my inbox and reading them. Yeah, newsletters are cool. If it's things you're interested in, um, why not? I like, what I like to do is I like to like folder them mm-hmm. oh, so that shit. when I'm bored... Because it's kind of a lot. If you got a lot of newsletters, it's mm. kind of a lot to like stop what you're doing and yeah. kind of read them. So if you folder them, you can always like go back through and, and see what they're all about. Yeah. Um, but I guess in wrapping up, you know, we have a newsletter, not really for the pod, but I guess it probably should include pod topics, to be yeah. honest, right? Um, but, you know, check out our app, Real Time Live in the App Store. Um, thank you for those who are listening. Definitely leave a review. Um, God, that's all we we got always today. forget to do that at the beginning, every yeah. time. Yeah. But we'll we'll, right. we'll we'll get we'll button it up eventually. Yep. This was a long episode. Yeah, but it was on you know, the longer it was good. side. It was yeah. Good, yeah. All right, peace.